Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. You did a great job. Way to hit that value. You're ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> and the buyer's agent has been in the you know fetal position this whole time crying. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I will fix this. Right. Oh, buyer canceled. Their loss is your gain. You know. <laughs> Wait, people do that all the time. I love the one that said, back on the market, lender is a liar. <laughs> you better be doing something because mm-hmm. they're your seller is already mad they're stressing hi y'all welcome to hustle humbly it's Alyssa and katie and we are two top producing realtors in the baton rouge market we work for two different companies where we should be competitors but we have chosen community over competition the goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business so stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths hi Alyssa. hey katie how are you today just great <laughs> and today we're going back on the market yeah, in preparation of this episode, I took a trip down memory lane that was it, I didn't want to take. Was it painful? It was I, so painful. I feel like I need a cocktail at this point. All the stress came back. You know, luckily, it was kind of hard to find them. So we had removed them from our memories. Yeah. And then we had to trigger them back into our memories <laughs> with some pretty extensive Gmail searches. And Katie was in her office, and I was in the kitchen, and every now and then we would hear each other go, oh, yeah, oh, oh, man, that was bad. That was so bad. Oh, no. Um, But I will say, um, although that was an unpleasant walk down memory lane, I'm relatively excited to talk about it because, you know, I really love a nuts and bolts, this is how you do it episode. Good. This is a how-to. Okay, great. How to back on the market. Yeah, we actually had a listener write in saying that they had a house that they had to put back Mm -hmm. on the market Mm -hmm. after a cancellation and that it just wasn't going well after back on the market. Right. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when it's back on the market? And we all gave some advice because that was in community. So Mm -hmm. if you're in the Hustle Homely community, that's the kind of thing you could talk out with our with our friends who mm-hmm. who maybe have some good advice, but we're going to give you our advice. Okay, great. You want to start with advice or do um, you want to start with stories? <laughs> Hold on. We're going to get to stories. What I want to start with is, well, a story from you. But before you get to the point where a house is going back on the market, a contract is being canceled, I think you need to take step one and find out if you're the listing agent, especially even the buyer's agent. Why do you want to cancel? Really find out from that buyer, what is it? Can we make it work? Mm -hmm. It is always better to make it work with your current buyer than to put it back on the market. Right. Right? Yeah. All right. So tell us the story. Do you remember? You've told us before one, or maybe you have another, where someone says, my buyer is going to cancel. And you're like, wait a minute. So I have received... Three cancellations that I was like, no, (laughs) we're not doing this. We can make this work. Yeah. And in all three situations, it was just a situation where it would have been very dire to the seller. In one of the situations, the seller had already moved out. Right. Um, And then one of them, I just thought, 
we cannot be canceling over this. Like this, we have made it too far. This mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. I had one send me a cancellation, and I was the second listing agent on this house. Okay. It had been on the market for a very long time before me. I had to do a lot of work before we listed it to get it ready. Right. Emptying it, having it painted, having it staged, new photos. I mean, we spent months working on this, Mm -hmm. and I was really wanting – to help her. It was also a sad situation because her husband had passed away and this whole thing just needed to to end for right. her. And that one, it was I learned so much in this transaction because I got you know, I'm giving you the PowerPoint version okay. here. I received a cancellation and we were done with inspection, done with appraisals, like we were right. The appraisal was good. You were out of the inspection out period? Out of the inspection period. And I got a cancellation kind of out of the blue right. from the buyer's agent. And I said, whoa, what do you mean? Because he checked the box that financing was not able to be obtained. Right. Okay. I knew his clients had a lot of money. So I was like, what what, what is going on? The house had a separate huge warehouse that could be an apartment that could be a bunch of different things okay and they were going to use it for their business okay because of that they were getting somewhat of a residential loan where it's like yes we're going to be living in it but this separate structure Mm -hmm. will be operated as a business okay and come to find out when we had the appraisal done, it did make value. Mm-hmm. So that was not the problem. The problem was that the bank required that the appraiser give an estimated value of rent. Oh. And it's, he came back with like 2400 Okay. And I just thought, well, and so did the lender, that that was too low. Right. And so in the event of for whatever reason that that was important for this specific type of loan, yeah, it got denied. Okay. Because they were like, oh, you're trying to operate a business, but the rent matters for some reason. Okay. So I said, well, do we just need to get the appraiser to reconsider just as if the sale price came in low? Right. And the agent was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've never – I mean, I think that just is what it is. And so I said – And the lender wasn't very kind to me either. Oh, rude. So I asked the lender, I said, what number would we need it to be to make your ratio work for whatever it is y'all are trying to do? Yeah, I I never still really understood. Okay. And they were like, oh, well, we would need it to be like $5,000. So it was so far off. We just thought this isn't going to work. And so I called the appraiser, who I did not know. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I said, I'm the listing agent on this house that you just did. He's like, oh, the one with the warehouse. That was crazy. I'm like, yes. Thank you for doing the appraisal. (laughs) Right. Um, Butter him up. Yeah. You did a great job. Way to hit that value. You're ruining my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You probably don't even know it. Right, right. And so I said, listen, on that appraisal, (laughs) there was a rent section. And he was like, oh, yeah, I remember. And I'm like, okay, the loan is getting denied <laughs> because of that section. And he was like, what? He didn't know. He did. He said, I had, why? 
I said, I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. I just know that they need a certain ratio to work. Okay. And we are way off. Okay. On the and he's like, well, what do they need it to be? And I was like, five thousand dollars. And he was like, mm, I don't know. He said, I mean, I didn't. He said, I did a very generic, very quick. He didn't really. Yeah, put, he didn't do a commercial appraisal. No. He said, I just thought I was there. And I saw that they did say that that section was needed. So we just threw something I in the blank. I just threw something together very quickly. I didn't do a lot of research. Okay. I said, well, look, how about this? I have done the research. I have done some digging. And I have found some homes that rented for $5,000. Some of them are similar and some of them are not. But maybe we can just get it can as we, high as we – and he's like, yeah, email it to me and I'll look at your comps. So I'm like, thank you so much. Okay. He revised it to 4700 That's pretty close. And I was like, okay. Did it work? And then they were like, y'all, we are so close, but we're still like a little bit short and the underwriter denied it again. And I said, are there any – other factors and the buyer's agent has been in the you know fetal position this whole time crying okay <laughs> and you're like i will fix this right i'm like you just stay over there i will figure out what we need to do and i said what other numbers go into this ratio i can't even tell you what the ratio is called it's not the debt to income no, it, it's it had different. something to do with business okay and they said well the insurance needed for this type of loan was much higher Okay. And we need it to be lower. Okay. I said, okay. So I called um, the insurance agent that the buyer had already picked their insurance through, and I told them the whole situation. And the insurance agent said, well, look, why don't we just get them a very high deductible yeah. policy so that we can close. Make it work. Make it work. And then- They can change it. We'll change it later. And I was like, oh, Great. That's it? Okay, good. So he sent a revised policy to the lender, and boom. We came out clear to close, and it appraised, and we closed. No back on the market needed. No back on the market needed. <sighs> it I'm was, proud of you. It was a very stressful four days. And everybody yeah. – what I loved most about it was that everybody involved was like on pins and needles with me. Looking back, like the guy at the title company, he was like emotionally invested at this <laughs> he's point. Like, Can you make it work? Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. Like, because he was familiar with the house because he lived near it. So he kind of knew and mm -hmm. he knew how excited. So the listing was like 800 or something, 850. Okay. He, I was very excited because I don't do a lot in that price point. Right. And I was just so excited to get the listing and to get it under contract after right. it had been on the market so long. Yeah, so you're it, like, yeah, we did it. Yes. And then to, it was just like, I had people checking on me. Wait, was this the house with all the garages? I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. Yes. And so it was an emotional, nerve-wracking transaction. But then when it did work out, mm -hmm. I'm like, that was so worth it. So rewarding. Because I learned so much. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was the hero for my seller. Yeah. <sighs> okay. That is a great story. And it's perfect because the point of this is that you can't just say, oh, you sent a cancellation. Okay. Okay. Shucks. Darn it. <laughs> like, I mean, even if, sometimes agents will send a cancellation 
And I'm specifically talking to the listing agents, but even the buyer's agents who your buyer says, I want to cancel, ask them more questions. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to cancel? Well, the roof is old. Well, what if you got a new roof? Would you stick with it then? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, let yeah, there's let's always, ask. There's always something to negotiate unless they have discovered that the house is in the wrong school district. Like, mm-hmm. let's try. Right. Like, let's try. So I think asking more questions is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the other point I want to make while we're talking about things around canceling before you've canceled is this is why it's so important to take backup offers. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. And your sellers, you have to set that expectation that your house is not sold when you take an offer. No. Far from it. Mm-mm. Far from it. So I think it's important to get those backup offers in place as well. Yeah. You're really you, good at that. If you can get them, get them. Yeah. I know. Okay. I also like having a backup offer just so I can tell offer number one. I have a backup offer, mm-hmm. so don't send me some crazy, some inspection. crazy inspection because yeah. we'll just say no, thank you, right. and move on to the next. Exactly, and mm-hmm. you don't even technically go back on the market. Then no, it just you're just still under contract. Goes right on through. Okay, let's talk about setting seller expectations and what happens in the event something goes back on the market. So first of all, do not lie to your seller. Mm-mm. Your house isn't sold until people sign, mm-hmm. right? Your listing is not fresh anymore. Mm -mm. People are going to be like, what happened? If there was stuff that came up in the inspection, are they going to have to disclose that? Are they going to have to make a repair? I mean, I think this is the point when it's like, if the buyer's asking for something and the seller's like, I don't want to, let them cancel. I don't care. Then you got to talk to your seller. Well, maybe you don't want them to cancel. Mm -hmm. These are the ramifications of letting them cancel and not trying to work this out. I Mm -hmm. think sometimes we're just like, Oh, well, seller doesn't care. Buyer wants to walk. The end. Sure. But then you open up this back on the market can of worms. Mm -hmm. So I think that the seller needs to be aware that their listing is going to be judged more harshly Mm -hmm. when it goes back on the market. I also had an interesting situation where just last week, a buyer sent me a house and said, I noticed it has come back on the market several times. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Can you check on that? And I thought, sure. So I called the listing agent and she said, well, we were never pending, but my sellers had to buy, were buying something. Okay. And every time we found something that they liked, we would quickly put the house active. And then if it didn't work out, we would just take it withdrawn. Oh my. And so the listing status matters. And it had that days on the market continuous. Mm -hmm. It did. (gasps) It did. And so oh my word. it looked like it had been on, off, on, off. And it was, but not because of contracts. No. Just because the sellers were in transition and trying to figure it out. But it gave the public a negative perspe- perception, perception of what was going know. on. Yeah. They don't know what's happening. Well, that's a great point. Like the anytime I enter an address in MLS, if I put the full address and it says like eight records found, I'm thinking, oh, no. Right. What has happened? <laughs> Why has this house been listed and sold so many times? Or, oh, uh-uh. you know, and so on I do off, think status off. is important. It's important. I agree. Very important. Uh, do you, do you want to tell us? All right, all right. Let's just say cancellation has happened. Okay. There's no way for us to work it out. We're, we're moving on. We have to put the house back on the market. Mm-hmm. This uh, also goes back to letting your sellers know not to pack up. Too soon. Correct. Don't pack it up. Don't move away. 
Don't destage your home. I mean, you got to at least get through inspection and I would say appraisal, right? And I feel like our, it is, um, your under contract now what email Mm -hmm. does a pretty good job of saying congrats, but remember this time is very fragile. Anything can happen during this time where if the buyer cancels, you know, we could be having to get the house show ready within an hour. And the problem with a, a nicely staged home versus a vacant home is that there's nowhere to hide in a vacant home unless mm-hmm. it's brand new. And even then, every nick, every scratch, every you know wear and tear item is going to show in a vacant home. And I mean, things just start to break when a house is vacant. Like, yeah, things stop working. They're not in regular le- use. It's just not you don't want to show a vacant house, not to mention the carrying cost of having two places to live. Yeah. So you definitely don't want to pack it up too soon. Mm-mm. Okay. But let's say you went back on the market and you hadn't packed up. Okay. House is as it was when you first solicited it. What, what are some of your, what's your. Hey there. Are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates plus six attachment checklists. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. Plan. I like to be pretty transparent with the public about what's going on instead of just saying, oh, buyer canceled, their loss is your gain. You know, <laughs> Wait, people do that all the time. All the time. But it's like, but why? Right. I need more. It's kind of like when people post like an obituary, but don't say what happened, but you're curious, you're like, like how, what how happened? Yes, what happens? And you're like stalking and trying to figure it out. Anybody else? No, just me? Okay. No, no, I, so. I, yeah, I, think, that, I think that's normal. I think that's normal. <laughs> so, same thing here. Um, well, I, I did this deal die. Right. I will put, you know, we were under contract, buyer lost their job. We were under contract, mm-hmm. buyer got cold feet, roof is 20 years old. Whatever. What is it? What happened? So that way people are like, oh, well, okay. Do you give more of that in the realtor remarks? Do you put it in the public remarks? What's your take on this? Depending on what it is, I do put some information in the public remarks. And then I usually put all the information in the realtor remarks. Right, right. Whatever I would want you to know. Yeah, let's just, let's just, I'll just let you know. I have nothing to hide. And then for the public, it it more depends on because the buyer that canceled is going to see it, right? So you can't disclose their financial information. Right. You can't but like you can. bash them, but no. you know, I love the one that said, "Back on the market, lender is a liar." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you, thank you. You know, right? Um, not my seller's fault. Yes. So I think that. I always try to update that. I also mm-hmm. try to put the same realtor remarks copy and pasted into showing time. Oh, So okay. every time somebody schedules a showing, they get the- They al- also are told, and I always like, it doesn't happen often. Right. But I got a, a showing confirmation the other day and it had great information. Oh. It was like, 
seller is selling because her husband is having some health issues and they really need to sell, please let your buyers know that money during the repair time would be better than asking for repairs. Okay. It was just this lengthy. Thanks. And now I have all of this stuff to tell my buyer. Right. This sort of behind the scenes scoop that they always want to know. Yeah. And I know sometimes we're limited on what we can share, but some information is helpful. Yeah. Why, why are you selling? That's always the question. Why didn't the deal work out? Yeah. So I find just writing in a very candid, mm-hmm. straightforward manner, which is my writing style anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, right. No matter how hard you try. <laughs> is, um, this is key. Yeah. It just seems to be very helpful. I love that. To soften the blow of being back on the market. Okay. I have some thoughts on this. Okay. When you hit the button to go back on the market, You have to treat it sort of like a new listing, right? Yeah. You have one chance to make what we'll call a second impression, right? (laughs) Yeah. One chance. Um, Don't run and put it back on the market right away and then go take care of Mm -mm. a staging issue or Mm -mm. um, a photo issue or repairs that you're going to do. Let's think about it, figure out what we have to do and get it all done because when you hit the back on the market button, I think that you should have a different price, mm-hmm. um, whether it's up or down. Mm-hmm. So down is typical, right? Right. Oh, uh, well, there was something that came up in inspection. Maybe we lowered the price. Now it has a brand new roof. Yeah. Yeah. But what if during the inspection, I had to do a major repair or I painted something if, or I just want it to look like it has the green arrow and be like, hmm, hmm. this is interesting. I'll raise the price 500 bucks. Sure. Why not? Why? Why not? You can raise it just like you can lower it. But mm-hmm. if certainly if they replaced a whole roof, but the deal still didn't happen, you got change the price. Right. Not the price that the roof was. No. Just some amount, you know, so that there's a new price. Um, I would reorder the photos for sure. At least the front photo. Mm-hmm. Make it different. I would try to do some staging changes just so that it looks different. Um, so staging the photo, the price, um, and then I think you can hit the button. Yeah. And your comments, obviously, that you're putting in there. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the buyers that saw it before or didn't see it before don't realize it's that same house. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, It's just fresh. Fresh. We need it to be as fresh as possible. Yeah, give it a little spruce up. got to be super fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on this? I do. I was reading in the blueprint, you know, our friend James Harris. Yes. And he has the blueprint newsletter. Right. Just this week, which was perfect for this episode, they were saying that while many of us consider 2021, 2022 to be like the glory days of real estate, because (laughs) you're just slinging contracts and like closing. Everyone needs a house. Yeah. You couldn't keep a listing on the market. But at that time, cancellations were the highest they had ever spiked to, all the way up to 32%. (gasps) That's a lot of back on the market. It's a lot of back on the market. Mm -hmm. Now, if you went back on the market, you probably got multiple offers again. again. But that was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember sorting offers that had, you know, 12. And I know. you hear about other markets outside of ours that get 50, 50 100. offers. Yes. And you're just like sorting everything. And mm-hmm. so 
cancellations had spiked to 32% as an average. An average. That's a lot. That is a lot of cancellations. Man. They interviewed two builders, um, two national builders. I know one of them was D.R. Horton. I don't remember the name of the other one. It wasn't one I was familiar with. Okay. But they, each builder gave their two statistics yeah. from quarter one of 2022 okay. to quarter one of 2023. Okay. So the builder number one said – in quarter one, their cancellations were 32% last year. This year for quarter one, it was 13%. <gasps> wow. Huge drop. Huge drop. And then the second builder said last year, quarter one, they had 27% cancellations, okay. and now they're at 18%. So it's that's the only good news is when the chaos stops and buyers aren't feeling so completely frantic. Then they – they're thinking it through on the front end mm-hmm. as and, opposed yeah. to rethinking it during the inspection. Right. They're making wise decisions. That's they have better. time to understand yeah. their numbers. Even though interest rates are higher, buyers are really looking at their numbers before writing an yeah. offer to make sure that they're comfortable. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good news. So, yeah, there is some good news that at least we're not encountering this quite as much. Right. Now, the bad news would be back then when 32% went back on the market. It was under contract. You just sell it again. Yeah. Now, the the 13% that go back on the market, it might be a little bit more of a struggle, right? Like, we've got to do some – we have to use some strategies. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple of other strategies. Okay. Okay. You're putting the house back on the market. We thought about our second impression. We, we put it on. We've got it, like, ready to go. You've got the public remarks and the realtor remarks. Now we're going to call. You heard me. On the telephone, we're going to call all of the previous showing agents. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be like, hey, you showed the house. And I don't even care if the feedback was my buyer hated it. Sure. Just call them. At least email those. Hey, the house is going back on the market. This is why. Is your buyer still looking? Do you think they'd want to come back around? I've had buyers who said they didn't like it come back around because they realized there was nothing better. Yeah, they keep looking. And and they're like, well, okay. It was pretty nice, actually, compared. So call those showing agents and let them know that it's back on the market or it's going back on the market. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, I'm giving you a, a day or two heads up. It's going back on the market. You've shown it before. If you want to make another, make an offer or come back again, I'll let you go before the public knows. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Um, and then you need to go back to any of your sign calls. Mm. Did any? And that's why you have to keep those. Yes. I like make usually notes, just make put, a, put a sticky in my folder and be like, sign call, mm-hmm. date, name, number. Call them back. Be like, hey, house is back on the market. Right. Are you interested? Um, And the last little strategy on this front is call the listing agents that are nearby Hmm. that listing, especially if their property is already under contract. Because then you could be like, hey, are you getting any sign calls or have you had any buyers that couldn't get that house? Well, this one's going back on the market. Sure. So source those listing agents nearby and let them know that that house is going back on the market. They may have a buyer. They may have had a sign call they can work again. Um, I just, I think that's a a smart way to handle it. Also, those things that you're doing, you can do right away, one at a time, but you can tell your seller. Yeah, this This is is what what I'm I'm doing. doing. Right. You better be doing something Mm -hmm. because your seller is already mad. They're stressing. They're anxious they're upset stressful they are looking at you with this face like Mm -hmm. what are we gonna do 
So you better be doing something. Right. So those are some of my things you can do. Um, do you have any stories you want to share? <laughs> do I? I can't I can't wait. Well, I did go through some of my cancellations and made notes on why they canceled. Okay. And this was um I wrote ones that were outside of inspection. Well, most of them were outside of inspections. Oh, that because you don't see that coming. You don't and see legally, that coming. And legally not allowed. Right, unless it's, it's a lender. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's hear one. The lender was a liar. The lender was a liar. <laughs> okay, so in this one house, it was a fixer-upper. Okay. I was the listing agent. I got an offer from the buyer's agent and her client. It said cash sale. Not a cash sale? It ended up not being a cash sale, and they canceled on day 10 of the inspection period. But it wasn't because of inspections. Come to find out that unbeknownst to the buyer's agent, the buyer was a wholesaler. Oh. And what what I learned- They couldn't shop it? Right. So what I learned through this process is that sometimes they will buy a home, see if they can get a contract for it somewhere else and then sell it for more. I don't understand how this method works oh, okay. enough. My 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 very rudimentary understanding of wholesaling is that wholesaler found your listing. Yes. That was a fixer-upper. Negotiated a deal. Yes. Made a contract. Yes. Then they were planning to sell let's, the contract. Basically, they were going to assign it to an investor and take a fee. Okay. Okay. But that didn't work out. They could not find someone. Right, who wanted it. Who wanted the house. At that price. At that price. Mm -hmm. So they canceled. And I had to tell the agent, this was not a cash sale. Right. They weren't even going to buy. Right. Yeah, it was a lie. It was a lie. Did the agent understand? Um, She said it was a Zillow lead. And she didn't know them super well. And they had a proof of funds. Like, I had asked for a proof of funds. So they had well, a bank and, account. Look, maybe the actual wholesaler, what? Because sometimes what happens, they do then buy the house, but they need to know who who's they're buying selling it, from, it to, who's buying yeah. it from them. Right. So maybe when they couldn't find someone, they were like, yeah, cancel. Right. But maybe they, well, you, they did have the money if they had the, the letter. They technically had the cash because okay. I asked for proof of funds. Oh, but okay. No good. Anywho. How about, I had one with no money. Oh, no they're, money. They're so, so common. All right. So I had my big listing, the big one, the biggie, the big fish, over mm-hmm. $2 million. Not a lot of those in our market. It, I mean, it literally hit a most expensive, top 10 most expensive listings in Baton Rouge that year. Like, it, it was up there. Uh, it had been on the market like a year. Mm. I I had to be there to show it. We've talked about this before. You know, I had... Finally, we get a buyer with an agent, not not I'm not my buyer, with a um, you know, pre-approval, proof of funds. I don't remember what it, it was a pre-approval, I think, letter and the agent who seemed like she knew who he was and they see it and they did an inspection and they And that's a big bill for a home inspection on yeah, the house that They size. did the inspection. They we negotiated repairs. We're all good and then here comes closing day and I'm like, "When are you doing the walkthrough?" and they're like, "Oh no, um something came up with this deal that he was doing and he doesn't have the whole down payment right now and he just needs another couple of weeks." Had your seller moved out or were they already moved out? They already had moved out. Okay. They didn't live there. 
And waiting, well, after a year on the market and no bites, you're just kind of like, fine, we'll give you a couple of weeks. Well, (laughs) that was Pandora's box because at some point it had drug on so long that the buyer's agent gave me the buyer's phone number and says, you deal with it. (gasps) I don't don't have time to follow up with him. Were they a scam? Who knows? They they never bought the house. Uh Uh-uh. Do you know how long we were under contract? How long? One year. Almost a year. It was many, 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 many months. How did you let it go so long? We had no other prospects. It was not, you know, all the feedback we had had was like this house, I'm not sure if it's going to sell. Did you change the status? Do you remember? Oh, it was pending. I know. But when in this year waiting period, did you change the status at all? No, it was pending the whole time. And he would always, the, the story was so real and he'd have paperwork and this and like just enough to keep you it was just enough for the seller was deciding too it wasn't just me i'd be like here's what he told me you tell me and he'd be like that's fine we'll wait and i'm then the next month would go by and be like here's what he told me you decide and then we would wait finally that's what's hard about those kind of deals like when do you cut like when you cut bait when are you like so i did something recently that might have helped you back in the day let's hear it And it's also just a reminder that you can get a little creative and as long as everybody agrees and signs off on it, you can do anything. Right. For example. Let's hear it. We were facing our third extension with this buyer and I felt like you did, you know, like we're just getting drug along, but we don't have any other options right now. Of course, if you're not on the market, how do you know what your other options are? Right. That's where I went wrong. So I said- We will give you this final extension, but we want to change it to contingent because it is contingent on you figuring figuring this out. out. And we will have, you will have a 72 hour right of refusal if we get another offer. And the buyer agreed. Okay. And so we changed the status from pending to contingent. Okay. And in realtor marks remarks, I think I had put... It is not contingent on the sale of another home. It is contingent on the buyer working out something with their financing. Mm -hmm. Um, All parties are in agreement. Please bring your offers. And I had put in the public remarks, this home is contingent. Please bring your offers to let the public know. Right. Okay. And the buyer agreed. And ultimately, they did end up figuring it out. But we had some other showings during that time. So it at least helped my seller. Yeah. Feel like, well, those people didn't want it. Because holding it off the market is not good. No. It was a mess. You can't sell if it's off the market. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't sell. And now I would say my advice from that. I mean, you sold it to someone else, but not to that person. Yeah, after four years of a listing. That was was on year two, let's call it. Four. Four years. Mm -mm. Um, Someone did buy it eventually. But I think I just would have been more confident in telling the seller, hey, look, even if there are no other prospects, let's put it back on the market. This guy can come back, right? When he gets sure. his act together. If you're that serious about the house, come back you'll later. come back. Get your money and come back. That's a good point. Right. So that's how I probably would handle it now. But at the time, I was just like, oh, yay, we finally got a buy in the buyer. I know. Just, he was nice and he would just charm you and tell you everything that you needed to hear. And Do you remember what the final straw was? Like, how did it end? Maybe he stopped responding. Oh. But it was a long time. Yeah. 
And it, as it turned out, it it was that he was basically contingent on selling another very large property mm. that he had in the works. And then it just, that deal, I think, kept getting drug out. Yes. So truly, I should have just changed it to contingent. Yeah, but you didn't know. <sighs> anyway, okay. Um, here's another good story for you. In, I don't remember what year. I've told the story before. I took a listing that was previously on the market with a different agent. They got under contract. My client at the, finally, the seller at the time, different agent, packed it all up and moved out of state. Mm. Then something happened with the buyer's financing. Deal fell through. They put the house back on the market. The agent just kept ignoring my seller who's now living out of state and in distress about it. And then eventually the listing just expired. Mm. And that's when I got the call to be like, hey, you helped. They were referral. You helped my you know, brother sell his house. Can you come take a look? I go over the house. First of all, when she called me, she was nearly in tears. They had come back to town only to discover the house was uh, tall grass, weeds all over the flower beds, dust, cobwebs. It looked, it just looked like a vacant house, right? Because it had gone on for a couple of months in the summer, and she was just like, "I can't believe the agent didn't tell me." Like, I thought she would be checking and would let me know if there was feedback about it, like looking bad. Yeah. She just basically ignored me. Basically, the deal fell through. These people were upset. Obviously, the agent felt. Bad or didn't feel bad, but just hid. Mm. They just went MIA. So I went over there. I'm like, well, you got to paint. You got to paint the inside of this house. It's These colors aren't going to work. Um, we changed out a few light fixtures. We did – she had to do $2,500 of yard work like, uh. because the weeds were so bad. There were the big patio where weeds had grown, grown up and fine. She did it all. She was like, I have – it wasn't that she didn't have the money or the will. She was like, no one told me I needed to do this. And I'm mm. like, you got to do all this. Right. She gets it all done. We list it. It immediately gets multiple offers, sells, no problem. Oh, my gosh. What a relief. So there's a – there's a if you're back on the market and you don't do anything. Yeah. All that agent would have had to say to them was, listen, I know we didn't do it the first time, but now that it's vacant, you know, unfortunately, these are the things we need to do to make it sellable. Yeah. So it's sad, but – I also, whenever I'm the second listing agent, I just went on an, a listing appointment where they had it listed with a previous agent, couldn't sell it. So I'm coming in. And it's, it's probably the same script that I would use for back on the market. Like I said, listen, I am the second listing agent, so I'm being extra picky on condition. Yeah. If I think the little trinkets need to be packed or right. if the drapes need to come down or if we need a new bedspread. As silly as some of those and frivolous as those things may seem, I need you to just trust me because every little thing counts when you're in this situation. And they agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think being honest, you can't be a listing agent, a good one, and not be honest. You have to be able to tell them what they need to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They want that. They need that. Um, and that works when it's back on the original on the, on the market or back on the market, you know? Right. Okay. Um, what about... Let's just talk and then I'll I'll do another story. What about the legal ramifications if you got through the inspection, the inspection report came back and there's some major stuff that your seller doesn't want to fix and the deal falls through, then you have this property disclosure, right? Yeah. Legally speaking, 
shouldn't the seller be updating that disclosure? They now know that right. XYZ is going on. Mm-hmm. They can't say, I don't know. I know. So you have to take that into consideration. And you have to, when you're negotiating those repairs, you have to tell the seller that too. Hey, unfortunately, now that we know about this thing, we've got to disclose it to the next buyer. So this mm-hmm. problem isn't going to go away. No. It's still there. You're Now you're talking about trying to find a buyer who will live with your problem mm-hmm. if you're not going to fix it. Um, and the other thing I, I see agents do when things go back on the market that you need to be really careful of is you don't own the inspection. So if you're the listing agent, a buyer gets an inspection done, the agent sends you a repair request and the full inspection, and then it cancels for whatever reason. You can't just go give that inspection to the next buyer. You have to get permission from the person who purchased the inspection. Mm-hmm. It could be helpful. I mean, you can, or you could pay for it. Like, but you've got to talk to the agent or the buyer and and ask them if it's okay for you to share this with others. Usually they will say, yeah, yeah sure. whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Like, but you can't, it's not yours. And it says it very clearly on the inspection. And I had a buyer one time send a cancellation on my listing. And when I asked for a copy of the inspect, because they didn't, they never even gave us an opportunity to make a repair request. Right. I said, can we at least have a copy of the inspection report? And she was like, they want them to pay what they paid for it. So if they paid 400 bucks, they want 400 bucks if you want it. I was like, wow, I mean, that's a good point. But no. No, we don't (laughs) want it that bad. Yeah. And then we have to like do, you know. You keep it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's important to think about. But it is considered private property. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It would be the same thing. This is totally a tangent. Mm -hmm. As when agents use your professional photos on the next listing, they're not current. They're not public property. Right. right. You have to ask for permission. Okay, but moving on. Do you have any other stories you'd like to share? Come on, give us one. Um. I can give you one on my buyer that canceled and I felt terrible. <laughs> okay. I had to I had to be the doer of putting a house back on the market. It happens. It was a really sweet buyer. She was young. She was buying her first home on her own. Okay. Budget was he mm-hmm. you know. But this unicorn came on You're the like, market. This is it. This is the one. It was perfect. It was so close to where she worked. The perfect location. I felt so at peace finally because a lot of what we had been looking at, I did not feel at peace. Right. Um, Dad was very nervous this Mm -hmm. whole time, often attended showings with us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dad never liked anything I showed. Neither did we. And there was a few times where I said, well, Dad, this is her budget. Right. Are you helping with the budget? No. No. Okay. Well, let's keep our opinion to ourselves. Right. (laughs) So after a few of those conversations, we are under contract on what I think is a precious option. Bathroom was a little quirky. Nothing that can't be fixed. Right. Um, But overall, the inspection went really well, and we had a very reasonable seller. So I typed a draft repair request and Mm -hmm. said, hey, buyer, here is the repair request based on the inspection. Right. I think we should ask them to do these items. Please okay. let me know if you have any edits you would like me to make. Mm-hmm. She calls me. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to do. I'm like, tell me. She's like, my dad 
said, if I don't buy this house, (laughs) I know where this is going and I'm dying. He will gift me $50,000 to increase my price range. If I don't buy this house, my dad is going to give me $50,000. She was like, I mean, I can't pass that up. I said, I know. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And so you canceled. And so I canceled. What did you tell the listing agent? I told the listing agent the truth, that my buyer was very excited, that the inspection went very well. I did share with her like a repair that needed to be done that I had already gotten an estimate on. It was like $1,700, but they were willing to do it. It was fixable. Yeah, totally fixable. I shared that with her. I was like, if there's anything else I can do to help you so that people don't wonder what's wrong. I mean, she was very appreciative, but I just – I hate making that phone call. I hate when it's my fault. Yeah. Not my fault. Well, it wasn't your fault. But but when you have to be the bearer of that bad news, it is the worst. I pride myself on not being the agent that cancels. Right. Like we're going to – I'm going to talk with my buyers unless there's something that just cannot be fixed. Right. But you can't also be held accountable. I mean like you can't control what your buyer does. Mm -hmm. And you certainly couldn't have controlled that. You couldn't have even seen that coming. No, I did not see that coming. Uh, and I'm like, did, is this my fault? Did I plant this idea? <laughs> right. Okay. By saying, right. this is her budget. I Are have, you helping? Right. You did no. plant the idea. Maybe it was, you know, it's not your now, fault. I will say she did buy a nicer home that is probably a better fit for her. Okay, good. So it did work out. It's a happy out. ending. Did the house sell, the mm-hmm, old mother one? It did. Okay, great. Everyone's okay. I, I followed up on it. Okay, yeah. good. In the moment, I was like, gosh darn it. But yeah. it, it did work out for everybody. Okay, thank goodness. All right, I have one. I had a my seller. <laughs> you know, there really aren't any reasons why the seller can cancel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, this was a new one for me. Oh, no. The seller decides he wants to cancel. It is a builder. My seller is a builder. He is building a custom home for a client during 2020. In the, from in like he had a lot that I had listed basically, and he's okay. like, "I'll do a build package if they want, but whatever, just sell the lot." That's all I had listed. But but when they the buyer approached, said she wanted to buy it, but she needed a builder, and I'm like, "Well, he said he'd build if you want." Yeah, I you know ended up being part of the whole thing, right? Well, it took a while for her, like full custom, get plans, do this, da da da, you know, work out on your financing, blah blah blah. By the time it came down to actually building a house, he said, oh, sorry, the price that I quoted is no longer able to be built for that price. Okay. And I was like, but you signed a contract. It's a purchase agreement Mm -hmm. with a number on it. It's not a fluctuating. So you were representing your seller? Yeah. The one who is now very bad behavior. And I'm like, that's not how this works. I'm like, they you can't cancel. There's no cancel. You have to build a house for this price. He's like, well, I can't. And I don't have the money to go over. And I was like, so his financing fell through. I was like, <laughs> okay. And I'm like, well, he's like, so we have to cancel. I'm like, they can sue you. And he's like, I'll take my chances. Because he's like, I don't have the money to build for what it is going to cost now. Because in 2020, everything like spiked suddenly, I would say. And I'm like, Okay, then I have to just apologize to the buyer and their agent and explain what happened. And then I stopped working with that seller. 
Yeah. Did they, do you know how it played out? Were they upset when you called? I mean, I don't really. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what the, yeah, they were upset for sure. Yeah. But at that point, I'm like, well, he doesn't seem to care. Mm hmm. Yeah. They had a large deposit. I'm like, you get, you get the whole, he wanted to keep the money for the plans. And I said, no, 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 no. False. They had a very large deposit. And if you're going to behave like this, they need to get it all back. Mm hmm. Right. They're still pursuing this. This is not their choice. Right. So that was a really bad one. <sighs> that is bad. But it didn't technically go back on the market. Well, not with me anyway. I was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to work. Yeah. Okay. You got another one? Um, Another one where I went back. I call. I had the buyer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very young couple. Very young couple. Um. And I was actually surprised. I'm like, wow, I've never had such a young couple, like 20s, okay. like 20. 20. 20. Not 20s. Not 20s. Tw- two zero, like buying a home. Okay. First home. I'm like, wow, awesome. they, they're expediting life, you know? <laughs> they're making it happen. They're making it happen. So they were also very excited about everything. In life. In life. They're 20. Yes. And so it's also the first time where I was like, wow, I feel old. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't happen with you much. It doesn't happen with me much, but in this one, it did. And so we had the home inspection. It was okay. There was a few things. Nothing I didn't think we could negotiate our way through. But while we were there for the inspection, there was like (laughs) – I'm dying because you're just laughing and I don't know what it is. There was this man that was just walking around the complex, okay, the whole time. Okay. And he like – didn't have a shirt on, and he was just like there was a shirtless man, a shirtless man. It was in a condo community, a gated, gated. community. So he lived there, we believe. So, we weren't sure. Okay. We weren't sure, and so he was just not giving them good vibes, and <laughs> they really just like fixated on who the man, this the shirtless man, is. man. And then he went into like this building and came. Anyway, they were <laughs> they were being a little traumatic. I agreed that it didn't sit well with me either. Okay? The man? The man. The man bothered you? Yeah, I mean. You're like, this is wrong? I'm like, I wish you weren't here during our inspection. Can the you go put time? a shirt on? Yeah. Like, two hours. What you doing? Come to find out, oh, he wow. was like the maintenance man for the complex. Shirtless? So I told, I called the HOA and was like, <laughs> I well, I called the HOA because my buyers were kind of like, after two hours of being fixated on this, I said, let me just call the HOA. And I said, listen, I'm, I have some new homeowners. They're kind of, you know, worried about this man that has been circling the complex. And safety was very important to them. That's why we were in a gated community. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that's – I'm making up a name. Joe. He's our handyman for the complex. He's always, like, fixing things out and about. He's great. He's been with us. So I'm feeling a little bit better, okay? Right. That he's so great and that they spoke so highly of Joe. Okay. But when I called the young couple, they didn't feel the same. They're like, no. No. No Joe. No Joe. If he is going to be here all the time. He's not leaving, that's for sure. Right. That was the problem. <laughs> you might have. It might have gotten worse. You could have been like, maybe he won't be around. No. Joe was always going to be there. Yeah. So they were not relieved like I was to hear he was the maintenance man. So you canceled? 
we canceled. Did you tell the agent it was because of Joe? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even with this story. Oh, gosh. It was such a mess. Luckily, I did not feel much obligation to the listing agent because it was like a limited service thing. Oh. And so. You were just like, we're canceling. Bye. Yes. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't want a lot of help here and guidance. Okay. Great. You don't care if, if it sells. Right. Oh, my word. I'm like, thanks, um, Joe. <laughs> could you wear a shirt and smile? You know, I wash your hair. I, I'll quick, because I have another back on the market story, but um, I do have a shirtless man story. What? <laughs> <laughs> so my big listing, only because we just talked about it, I'll tell this really quickly. <laughs> my big listing, I had to go for showings, turn on the 72 lights oh and gosh. prep, you know, the house for the showing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. One day I go to do a showing and when I get there, there's a, you know, pool guys, they have a pool, they get monthly maintenance and it's vacant. Someone's got to maintain the pool. Pool guy truck in the driveway. I thought very little of it. The gate was open. I could see, obviously the pool man went back there. I'm getting ready to go let in these buyers and I look outside and here's the pool man, shirtless, just like jean cutoffs, just, uh, (laughs) (laughs) just. Cleaning the pool of my $2 million just listing. Just wear a Speedo, why don't you? I, I was just like, oh, my God, please finish. Like, yes, you have get to get out, out, of here. out of here. Get out of here. Oh, no. So I guess shirtless shirtless men on, sh- on showings just, can it's happen. It's not good backdrop scenery. For a, for a little condo, you know, whatever. But for a $2 million listing where I'm, like, going to be escorting the buyers through the property. This luxury Look experience. Look at this beautiful. No. Okay, here is another back on the market story. I had a listing, my listing, um, multiple offers, great listing, great location. The um, the buyers that end up getting it are a couple. They're going to do an inspection, blah, blah, blah. I put a backup offer in place. You're going to find out in a minute about the backup offer. Um, they go to do their inspection and discover that the house has I think aluminum wiring. Okay. Okay. Because it's a very old home. Yes. And they are like, we would like all of the wiring Mm. replaced and Mm -hmm. it is $15,000. And my seller was like, I don't want to do that. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, hold on. We had a backup offer in place. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The backup offer was with an investor who was going to rent it. That happened to be a very well-known and very competent local home inspector oh so i quick got on the phone with the the backup you know agent and was like hey i know who the buyer is did they really do a good once over because this is what's going on with our first buyer and if your inspector client already knows about the wiring i'm assuming he's okay with it at this price right and she was like yeah totally (gasps) great so i'm like fine so we go back to current contract and i'm like we're doing no no repairs yeah no it's okay if you don't feel comfortable here, but just no cancel if you're just not just, comfortable. Just cancel. And they did. We did not okay. technically go back on the market because we just took our backup offer. Everything was great. So, and he was going to rent it. And I had the sign in the yard. And because of the location, I would get a couple of calls here and there for people wanting to rent. Yeah. I got him a tenant. <gasps> Just off of my for sale sign yeah. while we were getting to closing. That's so neat. Worked out great. What a great story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have another one. Great. I'm the listing agent now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hi. It's me. Hi. I'm it's the me. problem. It's, it's me. me. Yes. <laughs> so I was the listing agent. I was. I listed a condo for sale. Okay. This agent okay. 
brings me a contract and it says conventional 20% down. Okay. And I'm like, okay, great, because it's a condo. You need that. That's what we have to do. It right. can't go FHA. It can't go anything else. Okay. So I see that. And then they had their inspection. Mm-hmm. And I also – so this was on a Friday mm-hmm. that we went under contract. Mm-hmm. I was feeling nervous always with a condo. So when I sent the email template for the buyer's agent and the lender, Mm -hmm. I put in the email, hey, I'm so excited to work with y'all, you know, whatever the template says. And But then I added, I have attached all of the condo documents and HOA information. I see that the buyer is putting 20% down. I just wanted to make sure that everything looked good. The buyer had their – I sent that on Friday. It was kind of late in the day Friday. So this particular lender did not work on the weekends. Buyer had their home inspection Monday morning, 9 a.m., had their home inspection. Buyer paid for their home inspection. It it went fine. Tuesday, lender responds to my email and says, the buyer is not putting 20% down. The buyer is putting 5% down. I said, well, that's – I don't know that that would work for this condo because I know that several others have had trouble with financing. And so I called the buyer's agent who was – she was on a team and she was a little bit newer. And she was like, I just thought if you were going conventional, that meant you were putting 20% down. Oh. I said, no. Conventional can be anywhere from 3% down, 5% down, and any number you pick after that. Right. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm like, yeah. And so the lender was like, well, unless they can put 20% down, it's not going to work. And so everybody canceled. It made me wonder, though, if I hadn't sent that email. How far far would it go? How far? The buyer already lost money. And the buyer was like upset with their agent. Yeah. The buyer said, I had no idea that buying a condo was any different than a townhome. Like, you didn't tell me right. we had to just look at townhomes. Yeah. So Because the agent did, didn't know. They didn't know. And then the agent wrote an offer and made the buyer lose $400 on a home inspection. Yeah, not good. Could have lost more money on an appraisal. Right. Luckily, we went back under contract pretty quickly after that. Um, but – the financing section was not correct. And it came with a pre-approval letter, but the pre-approval letter just said conventional it loan. Have, it didn't yeah. say how much the buyer was putting down. I was just going off of what the agent put in the purchase right. agreement. You want to hear something else? though? No, I forgot what? about this. <laughs> My seller, when I explained that it was an error, mm-hmm. wanted an apology from the buyer's agent. And I was like, Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You're like, how do I – what do you – like, what kind of apology? Right. I was thinking, can I write an email and say it's from the buyer's agent? Nope. Wanted to talk to the team leader. Oh. And be like, hey, train your people because I'm very upset about this. Did that conversation happen? It did. And I will say I was nervous to make that call to the team leader. I just bypassed new agent. Yeah. I mean, I knew the team leader. I said, listen, team leader, I just had a situation. The agent did not realize the difference between a townhome and a condo. It is canceled. Um, My seller is very upset about it. And the team leader's rightfully so. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, thank you, team leader, for being kind mm-hmm. and understanding. I said, I said, and my <laughs> they would like a formal apology. They would from like you. a formal apology. Absolutely. Please send me their contact information. I was like, why are you so wonderful right now? Thank you for handling yeah. this like a professional. Right. Like an so like they a did. professional team leader called team leader called Was your seller happy? Her? She was satisfied. Fine. She was satisfied. She's a big advocate, my seller, for like all sorts of things. And so she just believes that justice should be served and people should be held accountable. Okay, great. Well. And the team I mean, leader to be fair, the team leader may never have known what had happened if that apology wasn't required. And she thanked my seller for letting her know. I was just so impressed by the whole thing. Great. Yeah. It also made me evaluate how I would have handled that. Right. And that I would aspire to be that way. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Yes. Great. I got one last story on my end. Okay. Okay. I had a listing, my listing, and uh, we went under contract. There was a pre-approval letter. There was a, you know, the (laughs) buyer's agent was related to the buyer. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So intimate knowledge of the buyer, but there was a pre-approval. They... Weird behavior, though, the whole time. Like, I just don't think the agent was very experienced. Um, Off air, I'll tell you it was because you had the same problem. Um, Anyway, so um, they do an inspection, but they don't have an inspector as far as I could tell. Like, they just did it themselves. The house, in my opinion, even as the listing agent and even probably in the seller's opinion, needed repairs. Right. It was not in perfect condition. Okay. After their, I'm doing air quotes, inspection, Mm -hmm. they asked for no repairs. I'm like, this is going fantastically. Wow. I cannot believe this. You don't say. I'm so happy. I'm like, wow, smooth, (laughs) smooth, going great. Okay. Then, um, I don't remember how close to closing it was, but let's just say a week or so had gone by. I feel like even an appraiser had been. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I get a a call from the buyer's agent saying, oh, we're going to have to cancel. And I'm like, but why? Mm -hmm. You didn't ask for repairs. Everything is going fine. The lender exists. I've talked to them. Well, the loan isn't going to work out. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Well, because the buyer isn't contingent, but they're selling a house somewhere else, like out, out of the city. And it was under contract. And while it was under contract, the buyer of my listing didn't pay their mortgage. (gasps) And the contract, and so had it closed when it was supposed to, that would have been fine. But his deal fell through. Mm -hmm. And his mortgage was then 30 days late. And once you have one late payment on your mortgage, you might not know this, listener, but you can't get a mortgage for a year. You have to have a 12-month history of paying your mortgage on time, on time to get a mortgage. So this fella could not. His lender was like, I he didn't, he's late right now. Oh no. Like it's on his credit. Not approved. Had to cancel. Like there was not even a workaround I could figure There's out. There's nothing you can do in that situation. It's the law. And then I had to tell my seller, because we were beyond the hurdles part, you know, I'm like, sorry, this dummy didn't Mm -hmm. pay his mortgage and honestly i don't know who if his 
if his relative also had his home listed, if it was another listing agent, someone somewhere did not tell this guy, pay your mortgage. Right. Don't stop paying your mortgage. Don't be late. And that's what happened. And I had to go back on the market. So sad. Yeah. It was very sad. Mm. It did end up selling. Okay, good. For less than they were going to pay mm-hmm. with repairs. And remember, this, these people know. So it was hard for my seller to, you know, deal with that. Yeah. But that's what happened. Okay, I have another one. Okay. I was selling a house. Okay. <laughs> I like that all of your start with, you try to tell I'm us sorry. and then you crack up laughing. Because they're all experiences that I have blocked out for so many years. So you're like, I don't want to bring this and back. And I just have to, if you don't laugh, you cry. Okay. <laughs> so I had this this really sweet older couple, much older couple, buying a home. They were downsizing. Okay. We were kind of having trouble finding something. And I think that she picked something because she felt like, this was as good as it was going All to right, get. Just had to get so, something. Yeah, and I thought it was cute. You know, it was a cute home. I was excited about it. She was excited about it. He was excited about Everyone's it. Everyone's happy. We're at the home inspection, and the roof is old. Okay. Way older than what the property disclosure said. Okay. We do come to find out that the, it was a defective shingle, but and oh. that was not covered because okay. it was a little bit older anyway, but it was so defective that – anyway. Mm-hmm. So we were deciding – you know, the the inspector is telling us about the roof and that that's going to be the biggest thing on the inspection report. Okay. It, it has to be replaced like pretty immediately. Mm-hmm. And he said this may be news to the seller because they don't think their roof is that old. They don't realize that this is happening with their shingles, but I have all these photos for you. Okay. So I can see her like deflating and I'm like, don't worry. Well, they're going to have to replace it, you know, for whoever buys the home. So let's just see if we can negotiate our way through it. And she's like, okay. Well, then the inspector's going through the other things briefly. And he's like, you know, these light switches aren't working. Several light switches throughout the home. I'm sure it's an easy fix, but they're just not working. And I was already talking to the listing agent about something because she had asked me, she had texted me during the inspection asking if I needed anything. I said no. So I just texted her back and said, any trick on the light bulbs, okay? All of a sudden, like 10 minutes after I sent that text, the seller shows up. And he's like, I have to show you this. It's so cool. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) He gets out this app, and he's like, it's a smart home. I can control the thermostats and every single lamp and light bulb and the oven and these speakers. And he's showing them all these things, and he's, like, making it dim and go up and down and on and off. And sometimes it took a minute to work, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that the switches have to be up, and and then you can go in your app, and it'll work and this and that. And then the seller leaves and the husband was like, we're going to walk away. <laughs> They're like, this house is too smart for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it. This husband who has just sat there with a little grin on his face for the last two hours, not saying a word. He even brought his own fold out chair to the inspection. Oh, yeah. And he just sat there and let the inspection happen and let the wife measure and, you know, get her nervous energy out. And then he just looked at me and said, we're going to walk away now. And I was like, okay. He was like, I mean, the roof. I don't want a smart house. 
I don't regular. I just want a regular light switch that I can switch the light. I said, I know. I understand. I understand. I I couldn't even. You're like, no, I can't. Just I just I didn't even want to fight it because I could feel that it wasn't the right thing for them. Oh my! I know that it could have been fixed, but did you tell the listing agent? I did. That the smart home didn't. She was like, oh my. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not know he was going to come. He apparently had just moved down the street. And so oh, he was it was right there. He was right there. He thought oh, it was my helpful. Gosh. It wasn't helpful. Just a few bullet points on a few other cancellations I had when I was looking through my files. Because okay, we could probably do this all day. I know. Yes. Just very quick. Okay. One was that the flood quote came back way too high for the buyer and actually kicked them out of financing. Okay. It was not the same quote that my seller had. Okay. It had changed mm-hmm. since my seller's quote, but my seller was like grandfathered in, but mm-hmm. it was not transferable. It, okay. So it was a surprise. Got it. One was over a deck and the buyer was insistent upon knowing what was underneath the deck <laughs> and wanted us to rip up the deck and we weren't going to do that. So that, that, that was that. Okay. I had two situations where a husband and wife were not on the same page. Okay. One was my buyer's husband mm-hmm. and wife weren't on the same page. And she basically was like, I was like, is there anything I can do to help you move forward? So I don't have to write a cancellation. And she was like, for the sake of my marriage, I have to just like put this to rest and we just have to walk away. I was like, okay. Did can't. they buy something else? Nope. No. Okay, we'll move Mm-mm. on. Cold feet after a bidding war. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they went really high over. I was the listing agent and mm-hmm. they just really like, no did everything did that you, you needed to do. Mm-hmm, I did. Okay. And then the last one that I had written down was that the buyer's agent had let the lender get a hold of the inspection report. And they literally, it was like a FHA loan too. Oh, God, It no. was the worst case scenario. So if you're a new agent out there and you don't know, never, ever let your lender see the home inspection, no matter or what the, type or of Or the loan. repair request. No repair request. The lender is not a, a party to that. No. Lenders are not involved in repair yeah. requests or inspections at all. Ever. They don't need to know anything that was on that the report. The only thing about repairs they'll ever need to know is that which the appraiser documents for their loan type. Yes. That's, that's all. it. That's it. Okay. That's that's all my notes. Okay, I could have right. gone on and on. Well. And on. Right. And at this point, I just need a cocktail. I know. Let's Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Okay. Bye. Bye. No. First, first, let's toast. Let's toast. Okay. Today, Catherine Kaplinger is going to toast to Brittany Richards, and they are in Tennessee. Great. Okay. Catherine says, I want to toast to Brittany from Town and Lake Realty in Smithville, Tennessee. Since I have been with the company, Brittany has always gone out of her way to make me and everyone else feel included and is always so willing to share knowledge. Mm. She is truly one of the sweetest souls ever and deserves so much recognition for all she does. That's real sweet. I love that. I like the name of that company. Oh, Town and Lake. Town and Lake. Makes you want to live there. Yeah. Yeah. Live a simpler life. Yeah. (laughs) Or a fancier life. I don't know. Beautiful Right, Nature. on the lake, yes. right? <laughs> okay, so um, thank you to Catherine and cheers to Brittany. Beautiful. Okay, goodbye. And, goodbye. and I hope that all of your deals don't go back on the market. Yeah, but if they do, we're here for you. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're not alone. You're never alone. You're never alone. Podcast therapy. 
Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week. This is the good life.